Are certain Halloween costumes cursed? Today we find out once again, what's in the box? And then we take a look at an epidemic that is sweeping the world of entertainment. All I want to do is listen to some music or watch a movie, but instead I have to deal with so many clones. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day, too. I went and saw Joker again the other day with some of my other friends, and I, I was hoping I'd have a different feeling in it, but I didn't. It's the exact... I, the movie is could have been great. The... It, it just it didn't stick the landing, guys. I, you know, I didn't really talk about it much. I'm still not going to give away spoilers, but that little monologue that he has towards the end and not at the very end, but you, you know what I'm talking about without giving spoilers, totally falls flat for me. I don't like it. And it's not that I'm like, oh, I just don't like it. And to be fair, Joaquin Phoenix said they did several versions of that speech that he gives. And the one that they ended up showing, the one that's used in the movie, is one of his least favorite ones. He said, I had one that was really, really good. It was my favorite. But it didn't fit the theme of the movie. So we took it out. It just totally falls flat for me. Again, it's not average. It's good. It's not great. That's my my review. You know what movie I'm really looking forward to? And right, this is when people go, that's his taste in movies, that idiot. You know what movie I'm really looking forward to? Is Midway. Stuff blowing up. I sound like Donald Duck. Donald Duck was in there. But watching Japanese battleships blow up. Yeah, take that, 60-year-old battle. Totally looking forward to that movie. Directed by the guy who did 2012, which was not a very good movie, but the special effects and the action. I mean, 2012, the plot, the not just the plot, but the plot points were so bad, but the action scenes in 2012 were phenomenal. And before you go, Jason, why don't you start talking about paranormal stuff? This is a paranormal podcast. Uh, 2012 was a paranormal event, so uh, hold on. 2012, great action scenes. I want to see how well that translates to battleships blowing up. Now, I'm afraid the first hour is going to be a bunch of dudes standing around going like, look at this piece of paper. This is where the Japanese are. And this is where we're at. And that's going to be the first hour is them just studying a map. And then I wonder if the movie Pearl Harbor is a prequel to Midway. I'm wondering if it's a shared universe. I, I'll have to look into that. But... I'm hoping that they just, maybe they'll show Ben Affleck, he'll be like walking in the background, it'll be an Easter egg, people are like, whoa, I didn't know these two events were connected, they're gonna, I hope that it starts off with probably Pearl Harbor, some Pearl Harbor action, and then maybe a half hour of people going like, there's no way they're gonna attack Midway, the Japanese are gonna attack this, and then they're like, no, they're gonna attack Midway, and then they get proven right, and then the last I hope the movie's like about two hours long and the last hour and 45 minutes is just stuff getting blown up and characters we barely know going, look out, oh no, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die. And if in the movie, because I made a joke about this earlier, I forgot what episode, it was the Human Bigfoot War where the guy took a photo of his girlfriend and put it on his horse as so he could see his sweetheart as he's riding in a battle. If... When I'm watching Midway, because I will see it at the theater, if a character takes a photograph and puts it in the cockpit of their plane, I promise I will stand up 
into the theater and yell, go Bigfoot, and then sit down. And it will be the most, <laughs> most non-sequitur thing possible, because I can almost guarantee that's going to happen. Someone's like, hey, who's that? And it's like, oh, no one, just my sweetheart, and he's going to put it in his plane where it's visible. I will yell up in the theater and yell, go Bigfoot. That's nothing to do with the rest of this podcast. Let's go ahead and get started with the actual podcast here. So it's funny. I saw this thing on Reddit today, and it's something that I've... I think there's only two people who believe this. Me and this Reddit person. Because I've brought this up to people for years. People always look at me like I'm an idiot. They're like, what? Every so often, I'm walking through a store, right? So every so often, I'm walking through a store. Well, like most humans, every so often, they walk through a store. But around Halloween time, you see all the costumes. I remember... And again, I've had this conversation with multiple people, but for the example of setting up this narrative, once I was with my friend, we were walking through Walmart, and there was a skeleton costume for like a toddler. It's like a onesie with little bones on it. And I, it was actually Veronica who I was with. I go, hey, Veronica, isn't that, isn't that weird? She's like, what? I'm like, why would you dress your baby up like how it's going to be someday? And she's like, what? She's like, what are you talking about? I think it was Veronica. And she goes, what What in the world does that mean? And I go, everyone becomes a skeleton eventually. Why would you take a baby and dress them as a dead version of your baby? Because I think that's the worst fear. That's one of the main reasons why I don't want to have kids. One, I can't afford them. And two, I could not fathom losing a child. I don't even like it when files get deleted from my computer. I couldn't fathom... Like, losing a child. Like, so, if I had a kid, I definitely wouldn't make it look like it was dead. Now, you see that they have skeleton costumes for babies. Now, of course, they have skeleton costumes for adults, too. It's not something people are like, what? No, that kid's over the age of 13. He can't dress like a corpse. Like, you have skeleton costumes for adults. But as an adult deciding to be a zombie, it's totally fine. Whatever, like, yeah, you're a zombie. But the baby doesn't know, doesn't understand it's a zombie. So basically, you're just dressing your your baby up as a dead baby. I don't understand that. And it's the zombie costume, too. I'll see costumes for kids, and they're like bloody makeup and rotting clothes, and they're kid-sized. And I'm thinking, every time I see a kid dressed up as a zombie, I go, there is someone of your age group actually rotting away in a grave right now. It's very, very terrifying to me to see kids dressed up as skeletons and zombies. I don't like it. And again, it's not because I think that they're actual skeletons and zombies. I, there's something chilling about that imagery. Everyone, of course, there's adult zombies and stuff like that. And every time I see a zombie in general, when I'm watching The Walking Dead, I'm not thinking, oh, so many lives have been lost. I'm not. That's different because I get that. And I guess there's some sort of psychological divide with that. But to see a kid... Dressed up as a decaying, decaying corpse, a kid-sized corpse, it it really makes me like sad. I guess sad's probably a better word than frightened, and it doesn't make me sad like oh the parents are bad or anything like that. It just makes me sad to think that death is inevitable, and sometimes kids die. Like I really can't enjoy Halloween when there's a bunch of like kid zombies, kid skeletons walking around. So, yeah. but okay, so, and I've had this conversation with multiple people before, and they just go, what? What are you, that's no. I've never, ever had that thought before in my head. So I always figured it was just a Jason quirk. 
I read this article recently and it said that, you know, and there's a scientific study for everything. And I've gotten to that point where I'm about as jaded towards science as I am towards ghosts. Because every week a new study comes out that contradicts a previous study. And if you don't like the results of that, wait a week and someone else will come out with a competing study. But anyways, I saw a study and it was saying that humans can't comprehend death. And I was like, that's fascinating because I sure can. And I'm reading this article and the way that they did this is they showed people pictures of random people. And then the word like funeral or death or burial would pop up. And they were gauging people's reaction. But when they showed people photos of themselves and flashed a negative death word, there was more of a delay. So, and I'm butchering it. It went more it went more into it in the article. But uh, basically the article was saying, or the scientist was saying that when we're confronted with our own idea of death, there's a disconnect and we have to think of it as the other. We don't think of ourselves as dying. We think of death as something that happens to other people. And I was like, I don't really know if you can extrapolate that from a couple pictures. And first off, how'd you get those pictures of me? Your pictures of me like going, like taking the garbage out, pictures of me in the shower. I'm like, where? that's why I'm hesitating, trying to figure out where these pictures came from. But I sure can. I'm wondering if that might be. I, and when I read that article, I go, maybe I have a glitch. Maybe that is something. I, I've talked to people. I go, how are you? How do you? How do you like? not think about death all the time if people are like well because then i never get anything done because i go i think about death all the time all the time always in the back of my head no matter what i'm doing and my death really my death and they go yeah no i'd be paralyzed and i think i've just always thought that so i just deal with it they sometimes will look in the mirror and go this might be the last time i ever see myself because i may die before i get to another mirror like just thoughts like that thoughts like that now, that might sound grim, and it is kind of grim, but I, it's just, I think it's just the way my brain works. So I'm wondering if, if, people, if that scientific study is right, and people generally have a switch that doesn't allow them to really comprehend their own mortality, that switch may be off on me. And that might be why I'm a little more like, I don't like seeing, I don't like seeing kids in rotted costumes. I think that death may be a more constant thought for me than other people. I don't know. But anyways... Apparently, me and this Reddit user are the only people who think that the... The Reddit user was actually... The question they were putting up was, is it a bad omen to dress a baby as a skeleton for Halloween or just good, harmless fun? And the responses were, oh, no, it's totally fine. You can dress a baby up as a skeleton. So even this guy was probably like, oh, well, I guess it's just me. At the very least, I don't think it's cute. I think it's... You know, like some people are like, oh, look, dress him up as a squirrel or something or a, or a rabbit. Or dress him up as a ghost. Oh, I, guess that, I guess that's the same. The difference is, is that a ghost is, like, cute. A skeleton is what is underneath your flesh. And, you, and a zombie is basically just you dying. Ghost is, you know, I don't know, cute. Like, that's more ethereal. That's more, like, hypothetical. You're, you actually... There's no people who are skeptical about the existence of skeletons. They're like, nah, you're just full of jelly. There's nothing in there. Anyways... I believe, this is my political stance here, if I run for office in 2020 for the presidency, my first executive order will be no baby skeletons, no baby zombies, and I will be applauded. Anyways, let's go ahead and move on to our next segment. Our next segment is a little true crime nugget 
Kind of a kind of a short one, but unusual to say the least. Let's go ahead. Let's hop in the carpenter copter. We haven't been in this thing in a while. We are going to Cantabria, Spain, and we're not going that far back into the past. We're going in February 2019. Now there, we're going to meet a woman named Maria del Carmen, who's 61 years old, and then her husband, Jesus Maria. My question is. If they're married, by the way, if his name is Jesus Maria and her name is Maria del Carmen, wouldn't that make her name Maria Maria? Like that Santana song? Maria Maria. Sound like a West Side Story. I hate that song. With a passion. I'd rather be surrounded by babies and skeleton outfits than have to listen to Maria Maria one more time. That's not true, actually. But anyways, let's go ahead. Maria, Maria. So, Jesus is missing. I'll go by first names because it's confusing otherwise. Jesus is missing. And the cops come to Maria's house. They're looking around. And she's like, "He look at He took like $13,000. He left. Went on vacation. I don't think he's coming back. But the family is concerned about him because they can't really get a hold of this dude. He's just gone. So... The cops are coming over. They're talking to Maria. They're like, do you know anything? Taking notes, writing stuff down. They're writing down lyrics to Maria, Maria. They just can't get the song out of their head. And Maria's like, I've kind of told you guys everything that I know. I think that he just left me. And now it's really hard to investigate missing adults, especially in their 60s. You're going to figure, unless we have a lead that they've been murdered, maybe they just pack up and leave. So what happens is the investigation's ongoing. Now we're in April 2019. Now, Maria, she, again, she's 61 years old. She's an independent woman. She has sex toys. Some women just have them laying about, like you walk into their apartment, laying on the floor. Maybe not laying on the floor. That's probably a little filthy, but bed stands, stuff like that. Bathroom, you're just like, hey, look at it. It's a soap dispenser. Squeeze, squeeze. And they're like, that's not a soap dispenser. But other people are a little more modest, like Maria. So she got all of her sex toys, because the cops kept coming over. And she was like, I don't want him to find my sex toys. Like, I don't want to be embarrassed. This guy left me, and I have no privacy now. The cops are always over here. Let me put all my sex toys in this box. I'm going to give them to a friend, and she can hold on to them. Maybe the cops will stop bugging me. Jesus is long gone. Jesus is not coming back. So she gives this box of sex toys to her friend. And she's like, can you hold on to these? Just because the cops keep coming around, and I'm just... I'm an old woman. I don't want people to know that I have like an eight inch dragon dildo. And this friend's like, oh, yeah, you have one of those too? Yes, I will hold this box for you. Maria gives her the box. Now, the cops are like, he left. The Jesus left. Like, he, we see the money was taken out of the account. There's no trace of him, really. Now, what happens is he is communicating with his family via text. He says that his old phone fell in the bathtub, which happens. And, and you know what happens if your phone falls in water, you're supposed to immediately take it out and then shove it in a bunch of rice, and the rice will suck the moisture out, and then that will actually give you a higher likelihood of being able to salvage the phone. Doesn't work if you're on keto, because you don't have rice laying around, but if you're not on keto and your phone drops in the water, grab some rice, do it right now, and throw your phone in there. They should make a phone case that's just rice. And then it doesn't matter. It will, you could fall, drop it in immediately. I mean, you couldn't use your phone. You wouldn't be able to use your phone, but it would be protected from water. I'm going to patent that. Don't steal that idea. So 
he's texting the family, but they, they can't. The family can't hear his voice, so the family's suspicious. But the cops are like, "Listen, maybe he's nervous. Maybe he's going to audition to be on The Voice, and he's trying to save his voice for the reveal." But we've done all we can. We don't think he was murdered. We don't think he was kidnapped. We think he went on vacation. Cops actually really stop investigating the case at this point. Oh, uh, you know, if something comes up, we'll look into it. But October. 2019. So this month, the friend she gave the box of sex toys to starts to realize there is a smell in her apartment that wasn't there previously. So she's like, what's that? What's that smell? What's that coming from? Now, she doesn't make an immediate connection between the, the box of mystery sex toys and the newfound smell. Because she got the box of sex toys back in April. And used sex toys, I should also point out. These aren't factory sealed. There's a there's a charity in Sacramento that is called Toys for Tarts. Where you donate your used sex toys to women who can't afford sex toys. That's a gamble. That's risky. I don't care how many times you <laughs> disinfect that. You're playing roulette if you are like, ooh, a used a use sex toy from an anonymous person in Sacramento. Anyways, toys for tarts. I wonder if they're still around. They're probably like in eight states by now. Such a stupid idea. It's probably incredibly successful. Where was it going? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Box of sex toys. So she smells smelling around and she's like, hmm, I wonder what that smell is. So she's following her sniffer. She's sniffing around. Hmm, let's see, where's that at? And she goes, her t- like, she sees little stink lines. She visibly sees stink lines coming off of this box. She walks over to the box, and she's like, oh, this is where the smell's coming from, a box of used sex toys. I better open it up, because I'm getting not, I, get, I don't know, am I not getting enough of the smell? If I open it up, maybe all of the smell will just dissipate, and then I'll just have a box of sex toys. She opens up the box of sex toys, which she had not opened up before. It was sealed. I guess I should have said that. It was sealed up until this moment. She opens it up, and it's full of sex toys. Dildos, vibrators, you know, the classics. The classic sex toys. And a boiled, severed head. No skin, just bleh. Which you're saying, isn't that a skull? Well, kind of. The head was boiled... And wrapped in foil to hold in the smell. So it wasn't like a straight skull. There was still just like meaty matter on it. But anyways, she goes into instant shock. And she falls down. And the head rolls out after her. No, I made up that part. She does go into shock though. And she goes and she calls the cops. And she's like, oh my god. You won't believe what I just found in a box of sex toys. So the cops show up at her house. And they look in the sex toys, and there is a human head. And the, then the cops go and arrest Maria, because they have a chain of custody, basically. They have a friend. Maria gives a woman a box. Box has a head in it. And then she's able to say, yeah, Maria gave this to me. So what is Maria... This is what I thought was interesting, too. What's Maria's excuse for this? You figure she was just like, dagnabbit, would have got away with it if it wasn't for that horrible, decaying stench. She Because they've arrested her now. Her defense is this. Okay, I knew when you were investigating 
Jesus's disappearance, he was dead. I that that part was true, but I didn't kill him. I didn't kill him. What happened was one day I went to my front door and lo and behold was Martin's boiled head sitting on the ground. The cops go, "Why didn't you call us?" And she goes, "It was the only part of him I had left, and I wanted to remember him." So I put him inside a box of sex toys. Now, the cops obviously don't believe that. They don't believe that she just, oh, look it, a head. Oh, it's my husband's head? I'm going to hold on to this, even though the cops are looking for, to find out whether or not he's been murdered. The cops don't believe that at all. What's interesting is the cops believe that Maria didn't kill him. The cops believe that Maria hired a hitman. Because there are pieces of evidence they've come across that make them think it was a professional hit. One of them being... This is odd. The way the head was boiled. Apparently, there is a professional way to boil a human head to eliminate most, if not all, of the biological matter. So, she's in jail right now. They're still investigating that. That would explain the $13,000 it could have went to a hitman. But this story is still unfolding. She was just arrested this month. So, we'll see what happens with the case of the box. I'm wondering, too, if they're going to... If the head was originally in the box of sex toys... I'm wondering if she was using the head as a sex toy as well. And I'm sure the cops are wondering that as well. If you have to hide a human head, you're not going to be like, oh, where am I going to put this? I can throw this out in the river. I can put it in a suitcase or hmm, put it in a box of sex toys. Like, it may have already been there being used. And then when she was like, oh, someone's going to eventually find this head. She just taped that same box shut and gave it to her friend. I think we've run out of time. I think we've run out of time for the clone story. I think I, I I don't think we have time for that, honestly. But let me give you a teaser for tomorrow then. Because tomorrow actually, you know what? I was originally gonna have the this this works. Because I was gonna have the clone part broken up into two segments, two episodes. But now I can do it all as one episode. Tomorrow, send in the clones special. It's all about clones, baby. It's all about clones. And you go, Jason, that's kind of Lame. I've heard other podcasts about... Whoop. You haven't heard another podcast about the type of clones we're talking about. Yes, we are going to talk about celebrity clones. We're going to talk about... Was Eminem a clone? Was Avril Lavigne a clone? Or is she still a clone? I guess would be more grammatically correct. But... The first part, we're going to delve into a clone that nobody knows of. Or no one suspected of, at least. Maybe the most powerful clone to have ever existed. But how come nobody is talking about it? And then we are going to go straight into the Illuminati cloning facilities themselves. To meet a man who was not only cloned, imprisoned, tortured, and then escaped, but... While he was trapped in that Illuminati underground cloning facility, he managed to write all the music you've ever heard. And we'll talk about that more tomorrow on a new episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. Don't you just love these cliffhangers? I know I do. DeadRabbitRadioGmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at Facebook.com slash DeadRabbitRadio. Twitter is at DeadRabbitRadio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys. Peace.